let's talk about sex. Hey Gina, welcome to 2012. I'm ready for a good year. How about you, Corey? Man, I think it's going to be a great year, although it's been interesting because it hasn't necessarily started off a great year. I mean, we're, we're two days into it, and on day one, well, no, day two, I get rear-ended in my brand new car. Not much fun there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and what's interesting is the guy that hit me is a friend, because we were at church, and we were backing out to leave, and earlier that day, we ran into each other at the coffee bar at our church, Uh-oh. and he said, I was like, hey, man, how are you doing? He's like, I'm all right. And he made the comment of, even number years are supposed to be good luck years, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not more than like an hour later, we bumped into each other again. <laughs> so did he bump into you or did you back into each other? I think he bumped into me. And if he's uh, listening to this show, uh, dude, you know what I'm talking about. But um, <laughs> no, we're still having that conversation. So I'm not sure what we're gonna, how that's going to all play out. It's <laughs> all right then. <laughs> but no, it was a great holiday. Great time with the family. Great time to go skiing. Took my six-year-old and four-year-old skiing this time, and they ate it up. They had a great time. So I think we've I we've know. got some skiers in our in our family again, which is a great thing because that's one of the things I love doing. And you went to the opposite extreme, didn't you? Didn't you head to the I, beach? You know, exactly. Since I grew up in the mountains, I have always had this sense that if there's no palm trees, it's not a vacation. So <laughs> I I can't fathom going to the cold. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, we we went to Orlando and it was 80 degrees some of those days. It was perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we are glad that you are here again, joining us for 2012. This is Sexy Marriage Radio, I'm Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris, and this year is all about sex. I don't know if everybody else <laughs> has a, a top, adopted that mindset, but yeah, sex and marriage, that's what we are about. That's what the show is about, honest conversations so that you can have a marriage that is full of passion and adventure and pleasure and fun and everything that marriage can be, we are big proponents of it. And you can find us yeah. at sexymarriageradio.com or call our feedback line at 615-567-3996 or email us at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And over the holiday, you know, I think both of us pretty much took some time off the online world mm-hmm. and and just spent some time in the physical world with family (laughs) and uh we got a lot of emails that over the break and that's great because we love hearing from our listeners and we love hearing the impact this show is having and also the questions that you have that you want addressed in your marriage and so one came up that seemed to really uh spark some good conversation thoughts yeah this same question comes up a lot from teenagers on (laughs) that that is true because we both have a history of working with teenagers and and youth ministry and so Mm -hmm. that is this is the uh, popular topic and i've written on it before in on simple marriage and i just uh, titled it let's talk about the m word in marriage and the m word is not marriage but the interesting thing is there's some also some popular TV shows that have tried to uh, utilize this. And one of the ones that comes to my mind is Seinfeld, the episode called The Contest, which is probably one of the most popular shows where it was just all talked about 
are you master of your domain? Are you king of the county? Are you lord of the manor? I'm queen of the castle. All those different phrases. And all they were talking about, which which they never said the word, but what they were talking oh, they about is masturbation. Yeah, they never said the word during the show. But all you had to do was watch like two minutes and you knew exactly what they were talking about, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. It, and Sex in the City made very popular some certain vibrators. And- okay. So, so masturbation and, se- and marriage. Right. Is there a place for it? I don't think this is well, an easy black and white. I don't, I don't think this is an easy black and white. Yeah, I answer. don't either. So yeah. I'd love to, to kind of summarize this guy's question. Okay. So here we go. This is, this is one of those things that I think captures a lot of people. In hype, so we're going to do a hypothetical situation. Because typically we're going to be talking about a man when, it's, when you're dealing with this issue, but it does, gonna, it does cross genders. Yeah, definitely. More, more and more every year, more. Sure. So lots of men, when they are adolescents, dabble in the world of masturbation. Usually I would and assume porn. that's coupled, coupled with porn. I think you were just getting ready to go there as well, Gina. So, but there's one of those, I think throughout history, younger people have masturbated. Yeah? I, I would think so. I mean, maybe not to the point of orgasm, but there's definitely some self-stimulation, some self-pleasure going on as you're just discovering your body, as you're discovering who you are. And then you add to it the whole porn world and things get kind of convoluted and complicated but there's a lot of times I've run across men in my practice and men that I run with and men meaning meaning my own life where porn was a part of life prior to marriage so masturbation was a part of life prior to marriage and then I get into this mindset of oh well I'll be able to I'll be able to start having sex after I get married because my wife and I waited until we were married before we started our sex life so That'll take care of the masturbation issue. And it's a very common thought process, I think, in a lot of men, is once I get married, masturbation will stop. Either it'll just go away because I can have sex, or I will just make myself stop through just sheer willpower. Mm -hmm. But then I think lots of times then you run into the honeymoon wears off. You come into the drastic desire differences. Right. Your desire may be higher than hers. So do you take care of yourself sometimes? Right, and the question is to a certain people that in their value system, because obviously most of the world is like, "What? What's the question?" Anyway, you know, of course, right. there's no issue. Right, masturbation's so, okay, no big deal, and doesn't matter when or where. Is that what you're saying? Most people with yeah, in the world, yeah, okay. is uh, along those lines. Sex with anybody anywhere is is just fine. So we're kind of looking at things from a different perspective because we want to have a heart that is pleasing to to our creator and pleasing to our mate so it's a little bit different than the anything goes philosophy right right we have we have parameters around what we believe and a lot of that we've talked about before where i believe a hundred percent and i think you believe the same thing gina a hundred percent of your sexual energy should be devoted to your relationship in your marriage right that that's where it all goes that is the only outlet that you've got when it comes to your sexual energy yeah. Okay. So we better talk about how that's then. That's where his question is. So he says, you know, and when this reader says or listener says, when he was younger, he had this issue with porn. Um, it's very frustrating to his wife. 
her, they only have sex, what, like once a week? Did he that, say? That would be the average. I don't know if it was ever stated, but that's going to be the average. Oh, okay. Nationally speaking, right. is 50, 52 right. times a year is the average for sex for a mm. working collar, working class couple. Right. And his desire is much higher. So he feels like he has all this guilt wrapped up into um, when he has all this pressure and he resorts to masturbating. And he feels like he's just fallen and, and there's full of condemnation and it disappoints himself and his wife, he said. And and then this thought is in the back of his mind that maybe it wouldn't be such an issue if he didn't put such morality around it. Like if it wasn't such a no-go. If, okay. So, so, so this is a question to him. So well, he, that's, his, that's just what he wants to know. Is this a big sin problem basically or is this wrong or what do I do from here oh and he said something interesting that the nudity is that he's looking at to get stimulated is not about these other women he said I would look at pictures of my wife if those were available right which that goes down a different path because I've had couples I've had two that come to mind that have emailed me prior to sexy marriage radio that have said it was her emailing and she was frustrated because her husband just wanted pictures of her so he could masturbate to them rather than have sex with her. (laughs) So that's an issue. Absolutely. It is. So, I mean, there's so many different rabbit holes or paths on this whole issue that it's going to be extremely difficult to cover them all. And it's also not as simple as no, don't do it. Or, yeah, anything goes, because there's so sure. much personal things tied into it. I mean, this is, this is an intimate aspect of your life and an intimate aspect of your relationship. I think all we could say is what we think. You know, what, what we believe, what research shows, what experience we have, what our interpretation of things is. Right. Because the, right. the one thing that comes to my mind First and foremost is if you're talking about masturbation in marriage and you're talking about a man masturbating in marriage is the question of is pornography involved? Because most of the time, masturbation and pornography go hand in hand. And when that's the case, in my opinion, pornography is just going to muck up the works. It's just going to cloud things in the relationship because pornography is not designed for merit, marriage enhancement. It's, it's designed for masturbation. That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point of the industry. Yeah, I, get I know. You, there's I get a lot of people that would argue, no, it's great to look at erotica together, and there's uh, erotica designed for females that integrates her whole brain and has a plot. And so... Sure. I, I understand that. I, I mean, I've, some of the most popular articles I've ever written are on the whole concept of pornography. Yeah, because it's very heated and, yep. and polarizing. Yes, it I, is. I, I just have to agree that when you're bringing other people into your <laughs> into your relationship, it's it, including in the, just a form of images, that it's dangerous and it it's doesn't enhance. Like you're saying, it does not enhance what's going on. On top of that, you have the um, 
diminishing returns. Right. And so that's why later we have people calling us and emailing us who say, gosh, it just started with looking at pictures, but pretty soon pictures weren't arousing. So it had to be video and then harder, harder core. And, and then it had to be strip clubs. And, and then, you know, we've had people just, just crying on the phone with us almost about visiting a, a hooker. Right. And so of course this listener's like, I'm not going down that road. And we're just saying, that how much healthier to cultivate um, this passion inside your relationship. So then I do like this idea on one hand to see how we can take off that whole taboo, the guilt, the shame, and, and put them to a place that's healthy and where his heart is at peace. Because really it doesn't matter if you're talking about – striving for some kind of release. You know, I've never had a, a pornography addiction, but I had a food addiction and I had an eating disorder for seven years. So I know what it's like to have this gnawing, driving um, this sense of, oh my gosh, I, I just need to to get to that place where I'm exhausted and can't do anything else and can finally rest Right after I would binge or, or whatever. It's, right. So that could be sex, that could be masturbation, that could be spending a boatload of money, that could be whatever drives us to find this place of rest. Right. So really it's a, a heart issue. It's not this a- external thing. It's to say, where's your heart and how can you fill your heart from the inside? Right. And then when you add this to a relationship level, if you were at the point, this is my belief, if you're at the point where you can't openly talk about what you do, there could be a problem. Like if you're sneaking around to masturbate so that your wife does not find out or your husband does not find out, that's an issue. Because, I mean, I I do believe there are secrets in marriage and that's going to be a natural part of marriage because what I do in my life and every moment of my life does not revolve around my wife. Sorry, honey, if you're, you know, but (laughs) it's true. There's parts of my life that are just mine. That's, That's the separateness aspect of us. That's the part that I control, that I'm my own designer of my own life but then there's also the part of life that we share together and if i'm not willing to disclose some things of my day or my life there that can be a problem because that that gets into this whole okay what are you doing and why because if you think about it for masturbation often oftentimes masturbation and it's not really about pleasure it's just about release right i mean it's conditioned that way it's it's a secretive quick kind of a thing you don't want to just have this long lasting unfolding romantic interlude by yourself i mean that's that's typically not the way (laughs) masturbation unfolds it's all about get it over with get the release and move on the problem with that is it conditions your body to respond that way even when you're with your spouse so for a man it conditions you for for sex to last shorter Three minutes. Yeah. To Three be, minutes. To be, right. to be a lot faster because the whole point, it's goal-oriented sex then. It's just all about release. And then the other thing is you get, well, there's several aspects of it. The two that come to my mind is you immediately start clouding your head with fantasy so that when you do get a chance to be with your spouse, be with your wife, it's, it's much more difficult to connect with her because you're fantasizing. So on an emotional level and a mental level, you may be elsewhere. Because you're just fantasizing about what you've saw, what you've seen, or past experiences, or, or something else. And then the other thing on a physical level, 
is no woman's vagina can match the strength and pressure of a hand. It's just not possible. So Right, so if that's only... <laughs> yeah, so okay, if, if, if the way you get physically stimulated is through the pressure, her, you have to retrain yourself for her to have penile vaginal intercourse bring you to orgasm. And I've had several guys that have had that issue to where they've had to recondition themselves, basically, to get to that point where she could satisfy him. And then think of it as a wife, fellas. If you... If your goal is to be with your husband, to please him, to be his, the focus of 100% of his sexual energy, and because of your preconditioning, she can't, how do you think she interprets that? And she doesn't even know what's going on totally with what's with you. But how do you think she interprets I mean, most likely she interprets that as a failure. That's another right. indictment of her physical stature or ability or womanly ability or you know lover ability and in in reality it's not her it's you yeah so this is a couple issue it's a couple's issue yeah. and and that's a good point about you know we know how erotic it is to see you most men get so much pleasure from seeing their woman receive pleasure. And right, if she's feeling like she can't perform or whatever due to your own habits, that she, there's not a lot of pleasure there. And so that the whole sexual connection is harmed. Right. And I, I think as a, it's worth noting real quick as a quick detour. I don't think either of us are really talking about the ideas where you get together as a couple and it's mutual masturbation, where you're both kind of pleasuring each other and maybe even yourselves together, that can be a real intimate experience. When you're both together, enjoying each other, and even yourselves. I mean, there's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with touching yourself during sex, grabbing a hold of yourself during the sex. There's nothing wrong with that because you're doing that as it unfolds together. I think what you and I are talking about is the masturbation that's done in secret, the masturbation that's done just by itself, That's that's real... Secretive, I guess, is the best way to phrase it. It's not out in the open. Because I I, I think, and Gina, yeah. you and I, we didn't talk about this pre-show, so we're just going to kind of see where each of us <laughs> stands on this issue. I think, as a man, if there was a time when I was wanting release, when I'm wanting release, and I propose it to my wife, and she's not on board, what's wrong with me saying, okay, I'll go take care of that myself? That's kind of what I was going to say. You know, really to the pure, all things are pure. And so exactly when you can come at that from a heart, like he said, sometimes it's just about uh, needing a release. Sometimes he said he's away on business. There is such a thing as a, what I call the, a fidelity fantasy where you can train your mind that you're with your spouse mm -hmm. in your mind. And I don't think it's going to bring the hindrances that we're saying happen when you're going outside. Right, because these are tough conversations. I mean, it's, it's tough It's tough to say to your spouse, you know, hey, I had a great time by myself today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, and, and not come across as a, I'm trying to just stick it to you and you don't ever provide any kind of sexual stimulation. For, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so convoluted because sex <laughs> has so much meaning attached to it. I know it. That it is so racked with, with pitfalls and, and, and just trouble that the more upfront and the more honest you can be, 
I think the better. It's it's tough, but it's worth it because it could be the time the times when you are interested in release and your spouse you've never really brought it up to them. They may be be more on board than you think. I mean, it's very yeah. possible they could be. Yeah, I'll be glad to help you out. Or no, go ahead. I'll sit here and finish the show. You take care of whatever you need to take care of. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't know. Because oftentimes that unknown and uncertainty dominates what happens in marriage rather than put it out in the open and see what happens. Yeah, and find out what's, what's, what, where is the anger trigger? You know, if something is so disappointing, what, what part is disappointing? So... It might not be what you think. True. Because there is one of those things that since since porn is so often associated with, with masturbation, for a lot of women, porn is also seen as a type of an affair because it's an objectification of them. Mm-hmm. It's a, you chose something else over me. You chose something not even real over me. And so it can be the times when, you know, when my wife discovered the extent of my porn issue she went several weeks of changing in the closet it was one of those i'm not gonna let you see me naked anymore for a while i gotta deal with some 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 hurt Mm -hmm. and i can totally understand that when i look at it from her perspective because i'm sitting like oh it's not a big deal but yeah it is and so there's more to it than just the masturbation that's tied to it or the release that's tied to it or the I have certain needs that I need met. No, it's not that. It's not biological. <laughs> it's, uh-uh. if, if it's a biological issue, and that's one of the things I have a problem with with some of the marriage blogs that are out there, especially some of the more uh, geared towards sex blogs, is this mm-hmm. whole blue ball mindset of it builds up and you have to have release. Well, the body will naturally take care of that. It's not, it, it, the only reason it's been this whole I need help and I need more sex is because it's been conditioned that way with society. I think that has to be true because well, Paul was away at the Gulf. You know, here's a whole, I, I would just, my mind would just, I would remember asking him on when we would Skype, like, how in the world do you even take care of yourself? Even your showers aren't private. He's like, I don't know. It's not really an issue. Yeah. So I, I, I think... You're exactly right. You're conditioned to be told, "Yo, you're just gonna die if you don't have this sexual release every 24 hours." That is not true. No, I don't. I don't buy it. I mean, there. You, and if you disagree with that, feel free. Fire away. Feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. But it is. It is one of those things that it's a relational issue to me. That's what this whole thing t- stems from. That's what this whole thing, this whole conversation should should include the relational components, because. What you do with your sexual energy impacts your spouse. No way around it. If you're having releases elsewhere, they may not know it, but they know it. Right. <laughs> don't they know might that, not that, know what's going yeah, on. I don't know if that makes sense on. to everybody, but it is one of those things. This is an extreme example. But whenever I've worked with couples that have had an affair, when the spouse that was betrayed, quote unquote, realizes what goes on they can put it all together and go oh i had i had an idea something was going on but i didn't want to go there or i asked and he flat out or she flat out denied it or you know but you get that sense 
because when you live in close proximity with someone else, the stupidity of human nature comes out too often. We could just cannot mm-hmm. keep secrets. You just can't keep a deceptive life intact all the time to keep stuff hidden. It comes out. And most of the time, affairs that are long-lasting only occur because both spouses basically collude to let it keep going because the other one will say, I'm seeing all the writing on the wall, but I don't want to go there. Or lots of times, this is a whole different show possibly, but lots (laughs) of times affairs happen and the other partner is being tempted as well. It's not just a isolated thing. It's, it seems, it's amazing to me how when one person kind of starts to think down along those lines and it's that slow mm-hmm. fade of the relationship and increase into another one possibly, something there's opportunity for the other spouse as well. There's something sure. going on there as well. So it, it's just, that's the, that's the dynamic nature of a relationship as well. So when you're talking about masturbation in marriage, we're talking about the secretive side and how that will hurt, I think, your marriage in the long run. So the more open you can be about it and just say, hey, I don't think there's a problem with it. What do you think, honey? And, then you, and you talk some more and then you get an idea of where you are and then you make your decision accordingly. Yeah. Because it sounds like from the email, there's some religious connotation maybe. It's not, it doesn't say that straight out, but it's one of those, no, mm-hmm. I don't want this. To, this is a no-go. It's an, it's, you're not supposed to masturbate. You're right. not? I've read the Bible cover to cover. Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember coming across where it's that clear cut of it's a no-go. Yeah, the, I think the the attachment people put there is about lusting after another. So, you know, right. that if you've lusted after somebody, then you've already had sex with them in your heart. Right. So. Um, but that's more about that mine because be. I, can, I can lust without masturbating. I can lust while I'm driving down the road. Yeah, absolutely. The question isn't that. The question is, can you masturbate without lusting? Good question. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say no, and a lot of people say yes. Yeah, there is a proponent um, in the book No More Mr. Nice Guy by Dr. Robert Glover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has a whole chapter in there on healthy masturbation. Right. Which is an interesting take, because I've never come across that before. But his whole idea is take the religious connotation out of it, take, yeah. take the value connotation out of it more than anything, and it's a retraining of yourself to enjoy your own sensations. That's what he talks about with healthy, healthy masturbation. It's more about getting in touch with the feelings involved rather than the goal. Well, and a lot of people would say that especially would be helpful for women who for whatever reasons, have maybe have a much harder time understanding their bodies and, and knowing what feels good and knowing how to climax or anything right. w- with their mates. So for women, maybe they'd say that, explore. Right, and Find- there's some healthy components of that. Sure, because the more you can know about your body and how things work, the more likely it is you can make two and two equal seven, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what that analogy just was. Sorry. But um, it, it is there is some truth to understanding each other, but there's also truth to understanding each other together. 
Yeah, and just knowing your own heart and and knowing what the goal is. You know, why do you think uh, what's really just going on? So really, from us, there's no condemnation here. There, is, we're saying this is something that you just want to answer for yourself. If you're whoever's listening, male, female, uh, and what's the goal of your sexual energy? What's the goal of your sex life with your mate? What's the goal of growing in every area of of knowing yourself and knowing your mate and being as true as you can be to to your values? Right. Because a lot of times the things that happen in relationship are divisive. That's what causes a problem because we get them secretive or we we think, oh, I can't bring this up because it's going to hurt their feelings or, oh, I can't speak my mind because I'm not sure how they're going to react. And what that right. does is that's what that's how you create those lonely marriages. That's how you create mm-hmm. those issues where you feel all alone. But more often than not, I think when you are upfront about some things, you realize your spouse is much more on board than you were thinking or at least does not attach near what you think they attach to it. Yeah, or at least you can explore the option together of applying a different meaning to it. Exactly. Because he might be saying, oh, yeah, she does. She, you know. Well, you can look at different areas of your life and and um, how they're similar. Right, but... You it, know, we all we all have a, sh- a shortcoming. We all have our, our thing. And a lot of times it's just a habit. Sure. And... But also our opinion on things, like my opinion on things from my wife, some of it is based on things that happened 10, 12, 13 years ago. She's a little bit of a different woman than she was 10, 12, 13 years ago. She's exactly. a much more mature, much more adult woman. That she, I mean, I look at some of the things we used to fight about when we first got married and some of the right. things that were so filled with disappointment and frustration and hurt. And I think to those, I think about those things now and go, man, those would just wash right off her back now. And they do. They're not even a big deal. They don't, they don't, they're not a big deal to me either because she can handle, she's not threatened by things. That's what's so amazing to me is some of these things that I used to try to keep secretive were because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to hurt her. And so there's some nobility in that mindset, although it's kind of strange I'm keeping things secretive because I don't want to hurt her. But now I know she can handle it. When that's the beauty of being in a marriage and, and being instead of not addressing things and, and not growing, that is where people get so bored. And that's why people say, oh, monogamy doesn't work. Marriage doesn't work. Let a relationship end. Do something fresher, newer, more exciting. The reality is when you will grow and and confront those uncomfortable conversations, it puts some adrenaline back in the relationship and provides some much needed um unexpected you know uncontrollable outcomes and and things that you need to grow to keep things exciting right it's the oxytocin boost it's there you go it's the bonding chemical in your brain boost it's that we're in this thing together we don't know we don't know where it's going but we got a general idea of where we want it to go and but we don't know what's down the road so that's okay because we're in this together you got my back i got yours We'll make it. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty and elegance of marriage. Yeah. I, I, I so believe in that. And we both do. I mean, that, that's just one <laughs> of those that we are such big proponents of marriage that 
the more you can live your life authentically and in the open in your marriage, not only the better your marriage will be, the better you will be. Yeah, and the more you'll find that happiness that everybody's looking for, <laughs> that the that solid footing and and peace and joy and love. Ultimately, that is what everybody is chasing everything out there for right. to find peace, to find uh, j- happiness, and to find love. So you have all the elements you need right now to to find that satisfaction there. So we believe in you and anyone else who's listening and you want to share your thoughts, they can post comments on on the uh, Sexy Marriage Radio as well, right? Absolutely. We'd love to hear from you. You can email, you can leave a comment, you can call. I mean, there's all kinds of ways you can get a hold of us. (laughs) Absolutely. So whatever you do, do it in the open. How about about that? (laughs) In in your marriage, not just like in public. (laughs) Because the more more open you are about things, I think the better things are. At least you start having those conversations, you know where you each stand. And that's that's the goal. Because that that gives you all kinds of fuel for creating something better, creating something stronger, creating something that lasts. Excellent. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Dr. Corey Allen and Gina Paris. You can find us at sexymarriageradio.com. Let's talk about and feel free, please email us. Let us know what you think. Uh, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We would love to hear from you. So you bet. We believe in you. Absolutely. So. And as we go into 2012 together, we look forward to whatever unfolds for you. And we want to hear how things go for you. So and until next time, have more sex. I got your I got your line <laughs> in before you did this year. So. I know you did. Have lots more sex. Right, we'll talk to you again soon. Let's talk about